Welcome to Gensoki Radio Live, number 123 this evening. I am here, uh, Lunar, with DMJ on what is the last show of the year 2022. Hello. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Lunar, I just want to give you a, a little heads up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're live from the green room. Ah, yes, we've done this before. That's is, is what it is. Yeah, but you know, you know why we're live in the green room, though. How come? Uh, we are here with a new guest to the show. We have one uh, Ponderful, who is uh, someone new to the show. Ponderful is a cosplayer and streamer who has masqueraded as various characters from the series since 2013, and like us, will also be a featured guest at Toho Fest in 2023. So, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And we've got a bunch of things we're going to talk about this evening, just like in all of our other live shows up to this point. Uh, DMJ will worry about things in the background, uh, yep. to which I'm, I don't know what he's talking about. When's the last I'm, time we've actually had, like, I don't recall. I remember the high-pitched voices, which was a sample rate problem that bugged us for a while. There was one show we literally went back on air, and we were just like, everything's on fire. It was literally a just you and me show, and it was just like, there's just fires going on in the background. Like, just the sample rate problem, there was something else going on. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Like, we couldn't connect to something. Something wasn't working in the background. We couldn't get the uh, names and stuff, the 7 o'clock... Uh, countries and names working correctly and or something there's like a whole show of just nothing but everything went wrong and how many of those issues exist in the podcasts afterwards like if you go back and listen to them what does it sound like they're it's a non-zero chance non- that it will happen <laughs> there could be something i'm not saying there. it's high i'm not saying that it's like even like a low two percent it's just non-zero yeah i mean if you if you want an example of something more recent uh not something technically related but uh along with these live shows that we do every month we also do uh and so we call them gensoki radio meetup events and we use the stages in our discord server which by the way we're at discord.gg slash gensokyo and what I said during the meetup, or at the very end of it, was I used our old, our old vanity URL. So, uh, because all of those are edited, it's not in the final product, but yeah, that's a thing. So anywho, uh, we have one Ponderful here with us. Uh, it's I was saying this before the show, but it's always nice to have someone who does streaming regularly, because one, I have you know less to worry about in terms of like, sound differences and things usually we've got a a decent quality microphone so that's always really good uh whereas you know it's uh what was it last month we had uh not last month but a couple months ago was uh home gang right dmj yep we had home gang yeah we had i think at least a few different people with us varying uh qualities which you know varying qualities various sound levels it's it's so much easier uh when we have something like this going on uh yep. so yeah uh dmj you know i i'd like to start these shows out by kind of mentioning some of the music that we've got uh happening here some of the newer music that we've got but i actually have most of that left up to dmj this time around so what are you bringing to the table this month 
Uh, I got a lot. I still have to go through it, but it's a lot of sea clays. A lot of sea clays. Dang. Um, majority of it is sea clays. Um, we even have like a Liz Triangle X sea clays Christmas album. A, a Christmas album. Up. Yeah, Ooh. I want to get that actually up on uh up on the station hopefully tonight if i can get if i can go through and just add the circle folders that's cool and then uh maybe you can like fast track that one into the rotation just for the last week (laughs) like the the last week of the year you mean yeah no the last week of uh before christmas oh yeah sure um of course yeah i can probably find some time to throw in a a christmas album uh you know that we have it on rotation yeah you know what's interesting is there just aren't too many seasonal albums like i know they're like iosis had a couple of halloween themed albums sea clays has at least one christmas thing uh we had if you will remember komeji records we've had uh them on a few times on our show Mm -hmm. Uh, they have an Aya Christmas. That's what the album is called. I remember that one. We actually we don't play it here on the station, but that's one of their older or earlier albums. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but one of my big gets, and this one makes me happy, is I got the Barrage M Rings first, like, record. First like, album. Yeah, yeah, the one that's suit like in the long rectangular box, with like it. It looks super metal with like the big front, like this really. Like it looks like an old school metal album where it's just Remy eating a heart and it's like, oh, it's so good. Hmm. Wow. And it's super the back has like possibly the greatest. Like if I just I recommend everybody, Barrage M Ring Zero, just look at that back, the back art for that album. It is absolutely the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Hmm. Best picture ever. Literally just two guys in the foreground with a sword and a wizard staff. <laughs> you know, like and like what looks like some sort of European countryside, a poorly drawn lion in the corner with like a castle flag in the sky. It looks like, it looks like the old, like if you imagine what like a nerd metal album would look like, that's it. It looks like a bunch of people just LARPing their D and D characters. It looks great. Interesting. And that's my big get. It's such a good album. And to be clear, that's a, that's a Toho arranged album, right? Yep. Cause uh, it has, all the heavy hitters on it. Interesting. Every single one of them. It's yeah. crazy how like hard the first album went. Yeah. So you've got, I think, most of the new stuff uh, out to the station this mm-hmm. month. But it was not last month, but some time ago, I mentioned to you a circle that we brought on. And I had compared some of the work that they've done to the likes of, say, Floating Cloud. Uh, and I, I remember you oh, saying... yeah that you know those were some big words like is that actually true uh you were listening because i i know you worry about the station and things breaking during these live shows as we were talking about backstage but you were listening to the first song and did you recognize that song from anywhere like what did you think that was i actually could not recall right now because I had straight. I'm literally in a like a quasi state right now. <laughs> like I was telling everybody before the show, I had a strange experience last night where somehow I woke up, went out to the couch, and fell asleep. And I just I don't remember any of this because I woke up 
in the bed just like a couple of minutes ago. Hmm. I don't know how this happened, and I am kind of trying to figure out if I need to go see a doctor or something because I don't remember any of this. Yeah, I, I know we're kind of going off the off the document here, but you said before the show began that you were working some like longer hours, like they approved twelve hour shifts or something. Yeah, twelve hour shifts for the rest of December, which which means I can go up to twelve hours. Jeez, yeah, I mean that's oh, wow kind of crazy how many they they usually have like three different shifts at where you work right yeah okay uh it's normally you have like uh the day shift uh 6 a.m to uh, 6 a.m day shift monday through thursday my crew which is what we call b Mm -hmm. and that would be your uh 6 p.m tuesday through friday and then you have C crew, which are like the lunatics, and they work like sa- Friday, Saturday day shift, Sunday, Monday night shift. How does that work? Welcome I... to the manufacturing world. That is just how it goes. <laughs> uh, all right. And twelve hour. And by the way, twelve hour days, which means like I literally the line does not stop. We literally do a live like handoff. Interesting. So is it one of those things where like basically there are nearly twice as many people on the line as there would normally be during switchover and like once you're done with the thing the next person just takes your spot basically yep okay and the worst part about it is like if you if we either go okay so if we go any longer than what's called a 10.7 which is we're getting off at like 512 mm-hmm. any time past that there is just no way the parking lot functions because we're we're shifting like eight eight hundred to a thousand people per shift Jeez. both ways yeah so like you have eight hundred to a thousand people coming in eight hundred to a thousand people trying to get out all at the same time and if it's past five twelve guess what buddy that parking lot and that uh that uh street out front because there's only one street out is just a nightmare yeah you're so not going anywhere for a while yeah i literally can sit in the parking lot for like 30 minutes and jeez there's a, there's a practice called sharking which is like a thing i just found out uh, where if you get there early during one of these times you literally just circle the parking lot till somebody pulls out then take their spot huh it's, yeah the, there's the, so many accidents the only comparable experience i've had to that is like leaving a like a hockey game or something Okay, now imagine that, and that's your workplace. Uh, no thanks. I mean, I used to work somewhere where there was a, you know, like, in both cases, in my case, it was a parking garage, I think, in your case, it's just a very large parking lot. But, yeah, um, I, just normal, like, everyone's leaving at around 5 o'clock p.m., uh, I didn't like dealing with that. I don't, I don't need to compete with 800 to 1,000 people just to get out oh, but but also that's, just... that's yeah that's the people leaving there's people trying to get into work right oh no 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 and then it gets even worse because oh, now no. throw in like several semi trucks that are coming Wait. in to Isn't drop they... parts on and off off the same road yeah i'm not, not even sure what we're talking about i swear we're gonna talk to Punderful at some point this evening <laughs> yeah let's we... <laughs> let's keep going it's okay it's okay yeah this is interesting <laughs> yeah 
Uh, welcome to Gensoki Radio, where we talk about music, games, Toho, current events, and whatever the heck is new in DMJ's world. Oh, well, there is something new, because uh, I think this was, we talked about it on... On Meetup. Um, on Meetup, but not yeah. here. True. So, new studio happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm live Very cool. from the new, uh, do we want to call this the new Louisville studio? Do we want to call this the new Metal Monday studio? Um, I've always, not that anyone cares, but I mean, I've always gone with location. Yep. But like, this is the new studio. I have a super fast internet speed. Uh, this is the first time where voice connected is constantly green. Um, I probably don't sound like a robot. Yeah, the um, one the one thing that DMJ is still going to be working on over the, the coming weeks and months uh, is just sort of sound treatment and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm I'm working on it. Uh, a... We've got another sort of Zara situation, uh, who is one of our other co-hosts sometimes, for those who don't know. And I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what his stream setup looks like, but it sounds like every surface is, you know, there, there's nothing on the walls. It sounds like there's a wood floor. Uh, I think DMJ is got a little bit more going on that helps with the sound but yeah i got carpets i gotta put up uh there's gonna be literally directly behind me there's going to be some uh curtains going up to kind of dampen stuff um and also keep the sound out of the windows because that's really a a problem here um we're putting stuff up in the background like we have a shelf so that's gonna help kind of like base trap um so yeah, we're working on it slowly. We got actually for the first time. I don't know. I should I should probably take a picture of this, but we have uh, wall scrolls up for the first time. Like I, this, the old studio did had no. There was no way to know that this was like a Toho studio. Now there is no question about uh, it. I, I see. It is. I pulled wall scrolls off out of cold storage for years, and they're on the wall. Yeah, see, um, in in some of in some of my earlier years doing the station, you know, I I had some of the things. In fact, you have one of the same scrolls I do. But for yep. the last several years, in my case, it's just been sort of around. You know, I'm. It's almost jarring for me, anyway, looking back and seeing how many things, like how many different ways of supported, you know, like fan artists, not just like music-wise on the radio station, but also. Like print artists, people at various, uh, like artist alleys at conventions and things, and just, I don't know. It's, I think a good thing, but also I have like this big pile of artwork that I don't know what to do with. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, so, yeah. maybe I'll give some of that to you. Did you know that that Freezyx gave me a whole like bag of artwork, and I think he wanted me to give it away at a panel we were doing, but he didn't really tell me that at the time so like i just have it now <laughs> so well what's funny is um i actually also have freezy's artwork on the wall mm. so yeah. i have one of his prints from the game Maku sitting on the wall and then i have hold on and then i have this splatoon yeah there it goes posted it's in general um if you can see right there that is literally directly behind me right now all right. Actually, wait a minute. This isn't even the right channel. Cool. Well, uh, so we've got more things that we're going to talk about this evening. Of course, we're playing some music this evening from a circle that we, I 
probably, I'm not even sure if it's in the regular rotation, but uh, Machi Karumapose, I think is the name, if I double check that, yeah. Uh, it was the first song, we've got another one coming up, and uh, actually Renko from Orange Jam d uh, did the vocals on one of their songs, so I'm gonna put that up here in just a bit. After that, we've got something from Tokyo Active Neats, and then we'll be right back here after that again. So, Cure Deal Live number 123, stay tuned. Do 
back here in Gensoki Radio Live, number 123. 123. This is only going to happen once. Like every one, two, other episode. Three. Not really sure <laughs> I was going with that, but... Yeah, I was about to say, like, every episode <laughs> only happens once. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, it looks like we have quite a few people who are chatting in general. That's cool. And if you missed it... We have a couple it, new listeners tonight, too, in, ge- in general. Probably more than just a few, but yeah. Uh, if you missed it earlier, we're here at uh, Discord at discord.gg slash gensokyo. Uh, go join us over there. Most folks just are able to walk right through. If you're like a newer member or something, you might have to answer a few questions, but it's pretty easy. We uh, try not to make it too difficult to join, so we'll head over there. And uh, yeah, we've got, you know, DMJ has shared some stuff. We've got some in-progress, you know, DMJ recently moved in, trying to decorate the place, trying to look uh-huh. a little bit more lively on uh, the studio but uh speaking of who else is in the studio we've got Punderful over here and uh we've got a list of things we can talk about uh, you know one thing when i was trying to put together the episode art for this i had to ask myself the question hmm crud do i do i spell it with one l or four and yeah why so i i have to ask the question yeah I, I you probably noticed what i did with the the episode art is like one l but then there's like the three that are sitting behind it uh, yeah they're like slightly transparent yeah so uh my guess is that it's probably for the uniqueness of the username but is there any reason behind having four l's instead of just one there is actually a reason though it's kind of a boring one uh. um i originally wanted to go by ponderful with one l uh, but as you can imagine, that was taken mm-hmm. on uh, most platforms. Yeah. And then I was going to do two. That was also taken. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to have an uneven number <laughs> ah. with three. So I went with four. So, yeah. Got it. Not very interesting, but still a reason, I guess. That is a decent reason. Um, you know, I I think... I'm not sure... Uh, DMJ's told the story behind his username before, but... Uh, as far as like where Lunar Spotlight came from, um, I had to make, I, I don't remember why I was on this website. It was like some game website uh, where you could play multiplayer video games through a web browser. And uh, I just had to come up with the unique username. So for whatever reason, I chose that one. That was back in 2006. And it, oh, stuck, wow. it stuck with me ever since. So, <sighs> Wow. <laughs> like I, I had, I actually like when you said that, I had to go back in my head, and I was like, I know like a bunch of those websites. Which one could it have been? Um, was it Congregate? The, was it? Was it Newgrounds? <laughs> I think this was Pogo.com. Ah, uh, which oh, I, wow. I honestly okay, that's don't. That's one I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I actually I don't. Aside from the name, I don't remember anything else about it. I don't remember what game it was, like who. Like, why I was there. Like, I just remember that was the site. And I, I don't think... It's either not around anymore, or my account is not around anymore. I don't know which, but... It's been a while. I know Congregate's still around, but they don't have their website anymore. They're now, like, a, like a development studio. Is that, like, spelled with a K or something? Yeah. Okay. And I, it had the ant as the... I vaguely the... remember that. Yeah, like, it had a bunch of, like, bangers. Like, it was one of the only game like game websites that i knew of that had like a achievement system that was a tied to your account for games so like they can add like achievements and then it attaches to like your account so like people would go and be like oh you got that achievement in that game all right uh let's 
shift gears a little bit here. Looking on Twitter, the first thing I notice if you search up Ponderful is, mm. my goodness, you post a, a photo of a character like just about every day. It's there are yeah. a lot of photos, uh, and it can, too many, <laughs> too too many. One could say, and it's it's one of those where like it's not just the same character. Sometimes there are variations. Sometimes there's a different environment. You know, Yomu is in the snow these days because it's winter just about. This um, Yes, in Canada, it's, it's snowing. But yeah, and here as well. We just, what is it? Last three days, it's been snowing pretty much almost nonstop. Oh, wow. So, got a lot of snow. But before all of that, before, you know, Yomu found snow, what got you first interested in making cosplay or character costumes? Uh, yeah, so I would have been... I think I started cosplaying close to 2006. I think I was maybe 10 or 11 then. I had been going to a convention called Anime North for maybe a year or so before that uh, with my f best friend. Her uh, dad was like really into cons, so we had gone. Okay. And I saw all the cosplayers there and I was just like, oh, I want to do that. Um, so the f I asked my mom and the following year we put together a my first cosplay. She mostly made it. I didn't actually really do much. I was just kind of watching for the sure. most part because I didn't know how to sew then. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that's basically how it started. I just started it. I cosplayed with my friend and I had a really good time and I decided that it was going to be something I'd be interested in doing. And I think I did it off and on throughout the years, uh, usually at a con in An uh, called Anime North. It's in Toronto. And yeah, that's how I got started. Okay. Um, as a Lead in before this next question, uh, obviously a lot of what you have posted, at least recently and probably for, yeah, I mean, years before this, uh, mm. is a whole bunch of characters from the Toho Project uh, series. So how did you find that? There, there's always, I guess this is a super common question for us, for, mm -hmm. for people who don't like follow us or whatever. They'll, this mm -hmm. is one of the first questions they'll ask. How did you get into Toho? Yeah, uh, Toho. So it would have been, I don't know exactly what it was called back in the day. I don't know if it was called Mick Rolled or Ronald McDonald uh, and Sandy. You know what yeah, video okay, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, both of them existed. <laughs> so, I know exactly yeah. how this is going to go. Yeah, so I so think I, I think it was 2009. Okay. It's a while ago now. Mm -hmm. um, I stumbled across that video, as one does. <laughs> way back and I was like this song is so catchy and that's how I found out about it because I looked it up and I'm like oh this is Toho and yeah that's how I that's how I found out about it yeah um quick note about that the two uh, there are a couple different titles that are floating out around mm. there um quality content in chat nice username uh someone says it's ronald mcdonald insanity uh and okay. the way that i like the video title that's always stuck in my mind for years up to the point where i actually looked into this was mickrolled and so these two videos are like days apart relatively but uh, okay. they're but they're two separate distinct videos on youtube and ronald mcdonald insanity was like a few days relatively before Mick Rolled was. So like when people go to reference that, that meme that we, you know, so many of us are familiar with, that's the one that people like to point to because it was technically first or whatever. So And it's still being played to this day. Like it's still floating around there. Mm -hmm. so people are yeah. still seeing it. Like TikTok and all the other ones. I've I'm I know that like 
YouTube shorts. It's been in several YouTube <laughs> shorts. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I just couldn't remember which one because this is so long ago now. Like, I, I couldn't tell you which one was the one I saw, yeah. but it was one of them. So. Yeah, it's, it's, that's always going to be mickrolled for me. But uh, anyway, let's, um, as we, as we all know, and many of our listeners will know, one of the things that stands out about the Toho Project is its cast of characters. There are so many mm-hmm. characters to choose from. So where does one even begin? How do you how do you choose one, or like how like what to do after uh, you've completed one and move on to the next? When it comes to picking characters, it's kind of a weird thing. Sometimes it'll just be like random inspiration. Um, like I'll really take a look or I'll, I'll play a game and I'm like, wow, you know, I haven't done this character yet. Um, but most of the time I tend to thrift my fabrics like secondhand. So sometimes it kind of just comes from, oh, I found this fabric that I like. Oh, this will work really well for this character. Maybe I should start working on this. So it's usually just kind of random. Sometimes I do plan specific cosplays for conventions or I know that I'm going to be doing something upcoming, but sometimes usually it's kind of more of a last minute decision what I'm working on next. Okay. Cool. Uh, so let's say that you've chosen a character. What was mm. I I was going to see like what was, one of the more recent ones was. Uh, but let's just say you've, you've chosen a character. Like, can you maybe give us a little bit of a, a look, like a brief overview into like what mm. your your process, your creative process is. Like, how does one go from uh, concept to complete? You know, I, I want to do this character, but like mm. when it, you know, in practical terms, in actual like, you know, fabric or design or like, uh, you know, redoing something to, to match the look or the fit or whatever, like mm. maybe, you know, can you give us a little bit of a look into what some of that is like? Yeah, usually when I start planning to do a character, the first thing I usually do is I research. Um, I really like to look at other cosplayers kind of for inf- or, uh, for inspiration because there's a lot of amazing, talented Toho cosplayers out there. So I kind of, yes, there's so many. <laughs> so I usually put together like a bunch of pictures and I go, okay, well, I like this element and I like this element. I'm never trying to copy anyone, of course, but mm-hmm. I do like to uh, take a look. Then I'll usually, if I am sewing something from scratch, I usually start the patterning process next. So I'll use some kind of scap, uh, scrap fabric for that since it's a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, I have a little sketchbook that I keep and sometimes I'll sketch stuff out. I mean, I'm not the best artist, but just the general idea. Mm-hmm. Go through patterning. And once patterning is done, then you buy all your really nice fabrics that you're really going to sew with. And uh, yeah, you sew it all up. So it really just depends on the character too, because some characters have like way more to them. If it's just a character that you're just simply sewing, it'll probably be done pretty quickly. But sometimes you need to be making props or wings or who knows what else. Some Tohos have some really crazy things on them. So yeah, true. Some, <laughs> some characters take more than others. But yeah, usually just patterning and planning. And then once I'm through that part, it's usually just doing which takes the most time, but it's also the most fun, in, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, that's that's one thing I didn't really even think about. Like it, the characters of the Toho Project series aren't just different, like simple outfits. Mm. They're different, sometimes quite complex uh, outfits, and it goes beyond just like working with fabric or sewing. Sometimes yeah. there's a little bit of like uh, like modeling or casting like i'm not really sure what the term is because I, I this is not a world that i have stepped into but 
like what what are what are some of the things that you've had to to work on beyond just um like sewing well when it comes to stuff like props Mm. you're gonna have to work with a lot of different materials uh i like working with eva foam quite a bit i find it's pretty cheap and easy to work with and you can usually get it fairly easily in most craft stores or dollar stores you can also work with cardboard and stuff. I personally do not like working with cardboard though because uh, I don't have very good scissors for it and it tears up my hands, but mm, sure. it is cheap because you can normally get it maybe for free or if you order something, it comes in cardboard. Right, exactly. So stuff like uh, like props, like for example, um, Komachi's scythe for, a, for an example, I used a broomstick handle and some insulation foam like you use in your walls. Okay. It's really easy to carve. Yeah, I, I know exactly the, the kind of foam you're talking about. Yeah, it's horrible to carve, but it's really good because it's nice and light and it's super easy to kind of manipulate into whatever shape you'd like. Okay. And you can fairly easily cover it and seal it and paint it. Sometimes if you don't seal it properly, it can be a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like working with insulation foam. I've done that for a few props. I also did that for, um, I might say her name wrong, Sayron's mallet. That's also insulation foam, just like stacked together. Kind of like have, a cake. Like like <laughs> the, yeah. Okay. I have to go find the it again. There's a there's another. I don't know what to call him. I, he's a guru of absolutely everything. That's both cosplay, prop design, and movies. Everything. Adam Savage. He has like a really good video. If anybody wants to go go mm. look it up on Tested, where he breaks down like hey you're a cosplayer you want to get into this here are like some of your like tools of the trade that you can start with right now and he was talking about all these different foams and one of the things that he loves using is that installation foam because it's like not really for weapons because he's he's a weirdo that like has his own machine shop but he when he does armors he loves using it because it's light it works it's breathable and for him being like 50 something 60 something almost like it works for oh, most amazing. places like you need to go like he's um people know adam because he's used to be on mythbusters he was one of the mythbusters <laughs> but he is like a prolific coughs player he's amazing at it. he's one of the best i would say because he has like his own machine shop and so he's cool. done a, he's done a lot of stuff he does a lot of he that was a lot of Miyazaki stuff, weirdly enough. Yeah, some some good examples and inspiration uh, even could. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see what he's done. Um, one thing that Zara left with us uh, since he wasn't able to be with us during this show is he wanted to ask this. When cosplaying Toho characters at generic anime cons, what, what qualifies as a generic anime con? Just like something that's not really themed to a particular... I guess. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, it's not like a specific theme. Yeah. I'm guessing. Uh, do people at some of these places, some of these conventions, do they generally recognize who you are, either like personally or the character that you're doing? Um, and how does that change depending on which character that you're doing? With uh, the conventions that I attend, people do recognize Toho, but it's usually going to be more of like the what I consider like the main characters. Usually like Reimu and Marisa, mm-hmm. um, they'll get recognized quite easily because I feel like they're pretty popular um, overall. So, and anybody from EOSD will usually get recognized if you're cosplaying them. I, at least, I mean, not by everybody, of course, but uh, more people will recognize you. But I guess it really depends on the character you're doing. I mean, I've worn some pretty obscure characters at cons and, and nobody's known who I was uh, from Toho. Yeah. 
but yeah, usually the the main the main cast. And in terms of myself, um, I wasn't going to cons for a little while because of COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did go back last year, I had a couple people recognize me, which is crazy. Um, it's kind of uh, a really cool feeling. Yeah. But yeah, um, mostly the main cast. Um, Alice, I think, is also very, very popular. I know a bunch of Alice cosplayers um, in the Toronto area, so she'll probably get recognized as well. Yeah, just I, I can't imagine what the uh, what it's going to be like at Toho Fest, where like oh, everybody okay. knows you're going to be there ahead of time, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and many people like are already like they've at least heard of you because of like I mean for me anyway, like I heard of you. I don't know how many like some time ago just because of all the different characters that you've you've been throughout time so uh, yeah so, I so. uh it'll be really cool like I love seeing other cosplayers it's one of my favorite things about just being in the community is just seeing like fan works in general but I've a really soft spot for cosplays because I just I just love to see other Toho cosplayers so I'm so excited to see um what everyone dresses as I think it'll be a great opportunity to see some more less cosplay characters than you normally would, especially in from my cons because uh, the Canadian Toho community it's a lot smaller than the U.S. one, so right. sure. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. I'm like I'm thinking in my head because there's I've seen a lot of like the what I would call the classic characters being like mm. cosplayed, but I've I'm like I want to see some of like the newer games. Because, like, I don't think a lot of those newer game characters get, like, a ton of love. And mm. I, oh, I'm i trying to remember, there was a recent... Hold on, now I have to go look it up real quick. But there was a <laughs> recent uh, character that just got official, official coloration or something? Oh, like yes, they, yes. And I was like, I can totally see a bunch of people, like, I'm doing her because she looks like a peppermint stick. <laughs> and that's easy to do. Um, uh, she's from the manga, right? One of the mangas, yeah. I think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when when she first got announced and we only had like uh, like just the black and white coloring, I, w- I kind of wanted to do a cosplay and just like edit it without a color, but uh, I never ended up doing it. I don't know why, probably because of time, but... I, I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit left out here. I'm not really sure who you're talking about, but the picture I have in my mind is Waldo from Where's Waldo? <laughs> Basically, no, you're not far <laughs> okay. off. Actually, you're pretty close. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you good. are not far off. Hold on. Now, now it's actually bothering me. I'm scrolling through. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember her name. It's like escaping uh, me right now. I, I see her. I don't see people posting the name. I'm trying to find like the news article. I want to say it starts with an M, but that's about yeah, it's all. Like I got. something like that. I know she's undead, isn't it? Isn't she undead? Um, or something? I think so. I uh. Um, Mizuchi. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Mizuchi. She's got like she's she's like got chains everywhere. She's got like this dress that's just striped white and like almost like a pearl almost and mm. like red stripes and it looks so, like I can totally see a ton of people pulling yeah, this. Yeah, it would be really cool. Also the like handcuff thing that she has going on. That would yeah. be really cool to make. I don't even know how I would do it, but I would love to see that like made and yeah, I'll, po- I'll post the character up in uh, general because so that way people know it's not the this is the um, not the official art this is somebody's like um, like redraw the the manga art is quote unquote the official art so hopefully uh, artist arbitration or whatever works on 
or slash Toho because that okay. is bothering me. I, 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 what's going on over there, DMJ? There we go. There we go. It's the characters in chat. Okay. So you got a better mm. thing. That's oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the. This is somebody's redrawing Zun's art style. I can't find the official, the actual like official announcement. Or I see. I I have seen this character floating around. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, recently, so I just had no idea because you know, like. Anytime a new character is made known by the community, like, like obviously one of the most jarring ones in relatively recent history was Clown Piece, because you're like, is this a real character? What, what am I supposed oh to think gosh. of this? Oh my gosh! And I'm gonna post, I'm gonna post the name, yeah, and, you know, I'm, and I'm not then, gonna pronounce it because I will butcher. No, here we are, and you know, it's just normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like Clown Piece was also one of those like. I don't, I don't know. It's like you saw the art and you were like straight up like, sounds like straight up doing the American yeah. well. like, What is going on? Uh -huh. Yeah. All right. Um, there is one other thing here. Uh, I did mention at the very beginning of, oh, actually, maybe I didn't. Um, you told us in sort of the, the, the starter info that apparently you've cosplayed about 86 characters and I just yes. wanted to ask the question what qualifies as about 86 is it is this just sort of an estimate are there like pieces of characters like parts of characters done are we missing some like what mm. how, how do we get here so uh most of them are individual characters, but I do classify different game outfits as separate on the because they're separate uh, cosplays, but they're same character. Like okay. for example, I have I think my Sakia cosplay. I can't remember what game she's from off the top of my head. I have a Sakia cosplay, but then I also made the newer version for Toho 18 when it came out. So they're two separate costumes, but it's the same character. Got it. Okay. So for the most part, they are all kind of classified like that. I don't usually include like the little fun shoots like holiday yuka and uh stuff like that in mm -hmm. my tally because those are just like i just kind of throw them together um but i actually have a, a spreadsheet i organize everything on so i have a count on there that just shows how many characters i've done and i organize it by game okay so yeah cool um let's see i don't know if this was answered but you know are there do you ever use like part of one character's outfit for another because like mm. maybe they're similar or, or I don't know if you uh, would like if you have anything that you've completed that you've sort of gone well you know maybe you can turn this into something else and like if there's some modification that happens but like are, uh, you know is it is it all what I'm trying to ask is like when you're done Do with I the, things? yeah like what like when you're done with a with a character or I guess as near complete as you would consider it to be like if a new character comes along do we start from scratch every time or is there like some sort of like recycling or reuse or something that that can happen in some cases like does that's it also a question in chat right now so. okay yeah <laughs> yeah um for a bunch of my costumes i actually do use other elements of other costumes um one of my blouses that i have that i think i originally either bought or made for Quakama, i use for like a multitude of characters because it has the kind of puff long sleeve bit okay um i also sometimes swap out stuff like bows for example chen's yellow bow i have for her costume i also use this diaze's yellow bow on her wig so i often kind of 
Frankenstein stuff together with what I have in my closet because I have so much that sometimes I can completely put stuff together. And the only costume I could think of that I completely put together out of other stuff was Rumia. It had like, ever, like it was all from other cosplays. I just kind of threw it together with what I had from previous costumes and then just, just wore it um, once. Interesting. All right, cool. Very cool. I, I always like to, like, I mean, because I, I got to imagine after doing so many characters and it just seems like a, a lot of material, a lot of different mm. things, a lot of different parts that you can pull from to, to maybe, you know, create like maybe even if you just got like 50 or 60 percent of the way there on, on something mm. new. Like I, you know, I got to imagine that's something that happens more often as time goes on and you have more to pull from maybe. Yeah, as you gain more costumes, you have more stuff to work with, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it is nice. I mean, having lots of costumes is nice in that way because sometimes I can just throw stuff together. Uh, but some things you have to make because, again, Zune is uh, sometimes got some crazy accessories. And I love trying to figure out how to make them, but it's sometimes nice when you can just be like, oh, I have this and I can just throw it right on. Don't have to sew anything new. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I guess the last thing here, we're going to cut to some music after this. After that, we'll do Countries and Listeners, which I know people are going to bug me about because they do it every show. But uh, Say the name. (laughs) Say my name. (laughs) Uh, DMJ gets a free shout-out because he's over here. But uh, I... Okay. A lot of of costumes, a lot of characters. Where do you put it all? Like, where does it go? Um... (laughs) It's a, it's a very valid question. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Please let me know because I have airsoft stuff that is just sitting in a box and I want to know how to get unboxed. Like, like where to put all this stuff once I start getting more. So uh, the apartment that I rent uh, is a basement apartment, but it actually used to be a music studio at one point. I, I don't know why, but it's, it's still got some of the lights and stuff um, from it. But my closet actually used to be an instrument storage oh, man. thing. So it's, it's huge. I can fit my whole bed in there. Holy cow. Um, so yeah, I, I've got a very, very large closet. Very thankfully, I mean, I've, I've been at this apartment for a while. So when I just worked like a you know, full-time regular job, I found it kind of too big for just my regular clothes. But now I'm like, oh, it's a good thing I have this because I've I'm pretty much got that thing slammed full now. So. Yeah, no kidding. You, you got real lucky there. You yeah, got very, like the dream apartment. But I know that some cosplayers they like vacuum seal stuff to save space. Or, sure. um, I mean, I I store all my wigs in bags, so at least that helps them take up a little bit less space um, than having them on like wig heads or something like that. But yeah, it can very, be a lot of space taken up. <laughs> very true. Very valid. All right. We'll have a couple of songs here. Uh, we've got something from Amplified Shooting Star that is off of, uh, well, I got that backwards. Minimum Electric Design is the circle. The album is Amplified Shooting Star. After that, we've got something from Neutral, which I probably haven't heard in a while. But uh, yeah, so we'll do these, uh, come back and give some people and countries their shout outs. And we'll be back right after this again. So Curity Live number 123. i 
Welcome back to Gensoki Radio Live number 123 this evening. It's with Lunar DMJ and our guest, Ponderful. And before we continue on with what we were talking about, before the music cut in, we've got a list of things that I need to read. Otherwise, our listeners will, well, not riot, but they'll they'll get a little bit upset. They'll get a little bit... Anyway, so uh, right now we've got people from... Oh, geez, these names are too small for me to read. Let me change that. All right, right now we've got folks from Australia, Austria, Canada, China. Uh, why is this country named Chechia? That's an, an. I don't. Okay. Finland, France, Germany, Japan, Latvia, Portugal, Russia, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, the UK, and the US. And then we've got, uh, along with those uh, folks who have bothered to sign in at least once from wherever they're listening from, you don't need to be actively signed in. I explain this every time, but people seem to forget how it works. Right now we've got AM22, Arani, Can't Find Remote, Chris1, DMJ654, Aiden, uh, General Set, Greg, uh, HGF Cherno, Kamikaze Boater, uh, Kotario, Meat Pie, Sandharo, the Jertini Farmer, Wanamingo, and Nineball. So, thank you all of you for joining this evening, and everyone else who is listening as well. Obviously, we have a lot more people than just that who are tuned in this evening, but cool. Good to have you all with us. Chechnya. Oh, Chechnya. and we also have one Nano. Yeah. Chechnya was there. Chechnya, yeah. It's a place of Georgia? Uh, Czechia. Czechia. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different one. Yeah. I, so guess, I didn't yeah. see the name, so I <laughs> yeah. made an assumption. Yeah, well, somebody in chat, I think, is is oh. putting the correct pronunciation up. Yeah, I, I know my hockey moves. I don't need that to... Anyway. <laughs> I know my hockey moves. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, we've got... Where do we leave off here? Uh, cool. So, uh, aside from the the art, the uh, the practice, what would you call it? It's more of an art of cosplay. We've got uh, some other stuff. So, aside from doing, you know, dressing up as characters, we've also got this streaming element, and it's interesting because um, I think most times, at least from what I could find, I did a little bit of just sort of looking here and there for uh, like past vods and things, but. Uh, you do a little bit of streaming on the site as well, and of course you are usually in character. Um, one thing I couldn't figure out, and so this is a legit question for me, how, how long have you been streaming for, and what, what motivated you to get started? Um, I honestly can't remember exactly when I started. I think it would have been February of 2019, uh, maybe. Okay. And I just really did it as a little side hobby at the time. Um, I was working full time then, so I only really did it like maybe once or twice a week. And I didn't always stream every week. So that's when I officially started. I don't think I really got into streaming more often and like had a proper schedule until maybe uh, like last year. Okay. So yeah, maybe like on paper, I guess a couple years, but I would say maybe a year of taking like, it seriously. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, and so getting into that, you mentioned how like sort of towards the beginning, sort of just here and there, I think it's, you know, unless you are one of those uh, folks who are like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And I'm just going to like set everything up ahead of time and then hit the go button and go. Like, mm. I, th I think most people don't do it that way. I think they're just like, yeah, I'm going to play a game, maybe stream it, you know, say hi to some folks, invite my friends, that kind of thing. Um, but since you kind of are at the point you're at now, um, 
up to this point, have there been any sort of challenges uh, getting into it or getting started or continuing on? Yeah, um, at the beginning, I was kind of shy to start doing it because I, I don't know, I found like public speaking kind of difficult. So yeah, I had yeah. to kind of get over a little bit of that as I've been streaming. It's really kind of helped because it's kind of like public speaking, but without the public, like yeah. in front of your face, yeah, it's... <laughs> like you're not speaking to a huge crowd or anything like that, but it has really helped. So that was kind of one of the challenges that I had uh, personally and also to be entertaining, I guess, because you yeah. kind of have to like interact and talk or think of things to talk about and like commentate. It took me a little while to get um, to that point. And I'm still, I'm sure got tons to learn um, in yeah. that regard. But those, those two things were definitely the hardest for me to figure out how to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Public speaking and streaming and you know, broadcasting, whatever you want to call it. Like technically this is a live stream, so we can call it streaming on yeah. a radio program, but it's really not that much different. And I, I don't, like, I'm actually not sure how much I've talked about this in the past, but in, like, middle school, high school, you know, just, like, as a as a kid, basically, in school, I was not, like, I'm not an outgoing person today. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very much, like, sort of keep to myself. I'm generally mm -hmm. a shy person, but, it, you know, it, like, listening to this radio program, you probably wouldn't really guess that because I've been doing this for so long that this more or less like and it, it, it's kind of weird like after doing literally 10 years of live shows i you know it, it's like every new show it's like all right we're doing this and like i don't think i don't know if the butterflies will ever completely go away mm -hmm. but it's it's less than it was like back then or whatever you know like literally get like sweaty palms trying to make sure that the playlists is set up correctly and that no technical stuff is happening and it, i guess you know it is what it is but like even back before then i remember in middle school like being like you know it would be really cool if i could just try to get myself out there a bit more and just mm -hmm. do things that were that were intentionally outside my comfort zone so like i remember uh, like applying to be in a play in middle school and like in high school I took a theater class where like some one part of it was literally like getting on to the like the stage of the auditorium at the high school and it was just our class so like not that many people for an audience but like we had to like work together to put together this whole scene and like just act it out and so a lot of that stuff you know it just I guess helped me my my intent like i intentionally signed up for those classes because like those mm -hmm. were those were both elective things and i didn't obviously i didn't know at the time if i was gonna you know try to utilize those skills in some other way i just knew that like and the basics like hey if i'm ever gonna get a job i need to be able to talk to someone and be a little bit more comfortable with it you know like that kind of thing yeah so it's yeah um i and i gotta say like among the other skills that I've gained over time, just like doing more technical things for the radio station, one of the soft skills that I will forever take with me and like just continue to improve upon over time is just talking in front of an audience, whether that is, you know, as I'm doing literally right now, uh, or you know, obviously this could be a podcast in the future too, but like it's being recorded live. There's a live audience. There's people in our Discord chat that are able to respond to me. Hello, Nineball. Hello, DMJ. Or wait, you're over here. Whatever. So it, you know what I mean. Like it's it's all it's all sort of a sort of a practice and something that's whether you've been doing it for one year or ten or or thirty, it's always something that you 
I think we'll continue to to build upon, to improve at. I, you know, one of the things I'd like to say is just never stop learning, no matter what it is. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. I honestly with streaming it's it's a little bit different because even at work, I feel like I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but you can like flip a professional switch <laughs> and go into like customer service mode. Yeah. And you can like I don't want to say pretend to be nice, that sounds really bad, but you know, you can kind of just put yourself in that mentality of, oh, I'm gonna be talking to people, but it's like in a professional uh, a professional way. Yeah. But with streaming, because it's a little bit more relaxed, maybe that's why I found it a little bit more nerve wracking at the beginning, because I'm like, oh, I don't look at this as like a professional thing, so how am I gonna deal with this? But yeah, just- Yeah, the, the approach is a little bit different. Yeah, and, but- uh, And I, I know that like a lot of our audience members are, I don't know. You know, th this is a really niche thing. We have a relatively small audience, all things considered. But like, it's you know, I, I know a lot of the names that are listening. Like, that's one thing. But on the other hand, it's like it doesn't. You know, in in just a handful of months, I'm gonna step in front of I don't know how many hundreds of people and like just introduce myself and the three people I work with uh, on the radio station and be like, yep, this is what we do. This is totally normal. And I'm, I you know, I've just gotten to the point where I can think about doing that and be like yeah whatever it's fine so just like because I've done I've done similar things before you know I've been a panelist I've you know just it's it's not just an experience thing but like a, a comfort and a confidence thing almost mm -hmm. it's um it's a little hard to like quantify exactly what you can do to get to this point other than just like practice I guess and yeah. experience so yeah, um, it's it's always something that I, it, it it's something I always keep in the back of my mind because it's it's ever present when I do stuff like what we're doing right now. Um, so that's always good to to hear about from others too. Um, so all right, getting back to this here, from what I've seen, you know, I, I checked out some vods earlier, um, tried to get a sense for how things go. Uh, like cosplaying and streaming seem to go pretty well together. Um, you know, not everyone has a face cam, but like, you know, I think you were like holiday yuka or something recently um, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of thing, um, which is, you know, like it's seasonal, it's fun, it's it's cool. Um, but like, do you ever also use uh, streaming or like some of the people that will stop by over there as sort of an, uh, an additional opportunity to showcase some of the work that you have been doing? Yeah, um, cosplay has always been kind of like my number one passion. Um, like I, I very much enjoy doing it like the most out of all the stuff that I do. So I do definitely use it more as an excuse to put on cosplay yeah. uh, pretty often. I, I still consider streaming and cosplay like very much a hobby, um, but I do do it quite a few times a week uh, mm -hmm. these days. Okay. But uh, yeah, it, they, it seems to work really well. It's kind of a fun thing to do. I get to show off a cosplay and I get to stream and, and play a game. And, and sometimes it'll be in related to the cosplay and sometimes it's just a completely random cosplay. Like I'll wear Cherno and I'll play Dark Souls and they have no correlation in any way, but yeah. it just kind of works, yeah, just, I guess. Just imagine that, you know, Cherno's in the corner yeah, and we're gonna play Dark Souls today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, um, I mean, that's fun though. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I. I don't know. I, I really enjoy cosplaying. It's it's a it's a lot of fun. So I'm happy to, to cosplay on stream. Though there are some days where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be really lazy and I'm gonna throw on a sweater and put on a wig and say I'm Remu, you know. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that's that's understandable. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing I tried to like 
logistically, I know that you, I mentioned this earlier, but like there are a lot of photos that go up, go, uh, go up on Twitter um, of various different characters, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, same character, different sort of theme or place or whatever the case may be. But like, I, I kind of have to imagine like, at what point, like what's, what's the chain of events that has to happen for all of those things to happen? Like, like, do we, like, does it make sense to like, okay, I'm during today's stream, I'm going to be this character, but also I should take a photo so I can post it up on Twitter and get that up for like, you know, however many you want to get out on Twitter or, or wherever for like, I don't know, in a given week or I, I don't exactly know what like my, my, you're aiming <laughs> my for. My weekly but, routine. Yeah. Like, but you know, um, I gotta imagine it, it, you know, it takes a lot of time to like, you know, get into character or, or, or get something ready for a, a photo shoot or a stream. So like, if you can combine some of those things, then why not, in my mind? Yeah, um, usually I take photos pretty much every day I'm in cosplay. Um, I usually get ready a little bit before the stream because I, I usually work in the mornings and then I have like a little bit of a buffer period and then I get I start getting into cosplay. I do try and take uh, some photos every day. I may not post it that day, but it's kind of nice to have a backlog. Yeah. Um, yeah so sure. usually on the days that I'm streaming, I'm usually posting just something that I'm wearing. And I do take all of my photos off my phone. And they're usually like, they're not like professionally shot or anything. So they're pretty easy to take. And, yeah. you know, you quickly edit it up and you post it. Yep. Um, but on the days that I don't stream, um, I usually have a big enough backlog from past photos. So I just quickly schedule one. So I'm not actually, I know it seems like I'm in cosplay every day, I promise you. <laughs> I'm not actually in it like seven days a week. Usually a, a couple of times I'll just post something that's a little bit older. Or if maybe I'm in a cosplay, but I'm not really feeling taking photos that day, whether or not I'm like behind or, you know, not really feeling well, I'll just post uh, a past photo of the same character yeah. on that day. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think that's, the answer everyone was expecting probably but, yeah. but like you know you gotta ask the question i think um it is a lot though <laughs> it really is like yeah uh getting back to streaming uh, what games have you been into recently um i've been playing a lot of souls games recently that okay. i've become obsessed with um people that watch my streams probably know i played through all the dark souls games a little bit of bloodborne i need that game is not on pc so i'm mm. having some issue with streaming it over the cloud <laughs> Oh, okay. It's very backwards. I played Sekiro, and I'm playing a bit of Neo now. Okay. Um, and I also do like Toho every now and then. Mm -hmm. I'll like switch games in between. Recently, I've been playing Toho with a pop and music controller, like the rhythm game. I took a little oh, break geez. from it though because it, <laughs> it that, hurts my. That <laughs> is... sounds painful. Yeah. How does that work? So uh, I have a, a popping controller. I think it was made by Yuan Khan. Hopefully, I'm saying that name right. Um, I don't know if they still make pop and music controllers, but I've had one for a while because I really like pop and music. Yeah. And I had the idea one day, how would it be to play Toho on it? <laughs> so I tried it. And it's interesting. Yeah. I have had one clear, so at least there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to clear Imperishable Night on easy. Okay. And Imperishable Night's my favorite Toho game, so I figured if it was going to be any, it would be that one. So I'm going to try and do normal next, and we'll work our way up <laughs> from there. But it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I have to use a, like a remapper, and I just remap the controls so that it works with the pop-in controller. And All right. Yeah. So they're they're just oversized buttons at that point. Yeah, like yeah. a really big keyboard, a but really... they're all spaced out. Yep, <laughs> yep. And that's an interesting <laughs> orientation too, because they're all like diagonal or whatever. Yeah, I um, I've 
kind of in the midst of reworking it a little bit because I had the buttons kind of set up so that I had my up and down on one side, which made it basically impossible for me to move up and down mm. like normally. Yep. So I've got to reconfigure that because uh, I think I was trying to play Toho 15 and I really forgot how much you need to move up and down in that game. Yeah, like, for, really... <laughs> yeah for like certain spell cards and things. Yeah, exactly. So um, I took a little break from it though because it was kind of hurting my hand, but it will be back soon, maybe in like a week or two. So Okay. See... This just makes me want to go get, like, I need to find a decent Groove Coaster controller because, like, there's one out there that I know for YY Party that, like, works, but the input lag is so bad, people mm. just end up rewiring it to an Xbox controller. And I don't have the capabilities of doing that, so I'm just waiting for somebody to put out a really good Groove Coaster controller so I can add that to the collection of various gaming uh music gaming peripherals i own all right and the last thing i had on here was um kind of forward looking and just mm -hmm. in the future do you have any goals as a as a streamer i think right now you're on twitch uh, if mm -hmm. i understand that but yeah any any, any goals any plans for the future um, right now, I'm, I'm honestly pretty okay with how things are. Of course, growing is always great, mm -hmm. and like hitting something like partner would be amazing, but sure. I'm really quite content Like right now. Um, it's just a lot of fun to get into cosplay, play some games, talk to some people for a couple hours. But I mean, growing would be would be lovely, of course, but I'm not I'm not too too stressed about it, I guess. So I don't think I have anything really, really major that I'm like, oh, I need to do this. But uh, yeah, I'm just happy with wherever it takes me, so. Yeah, really cool. All right. We've mentioned Toho Fest a number of times during this evening. Uh, and, you know, obviously we're we're also going to be there as guests. You're, you're there as a guest uh, mm -hmm. this uh, coming April here. But uh, you have also announced that you'll be working on a couple of cosplays for the characters Kagero and Reisan. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I look through a little bit uh Rayson seems to be i think is one of those characters that you have mentioned that there might be some like taking parts from other things or upcycling or that kind of thing mm, upcycling yeah yeah that word um but i've i've actually looked at both of these characters um i don't know how often you get the chance to to really work on something like this given your schedule but how are those things going going pretty well. Uh, Raisin is probably going to be, I, I've been kind of haven't been working on it, but I'm aiming to maybe have the like the physical costume done by like the holidays, hopefully. Um, the megaphone is going to be probably after because it's going to take a little bit more work. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, Kagero is going to be sewn from scratch. I'm going to be buying fabric. Uh, Raisin is going to be upcycled. So there's usually two methods that I have for like making a cosplay where I either like sew it from scratch or I do something called upcycling. And sometimes upcycling can mean like I'll buy a dress from the thrift store that has the same color fabric and I use it, or it can mean I'm taking the dress and altering it and changing it. I actually did that for my Seiron cosplay. I like found a really similar colored dress. I bought it and I like hemmed it and added all the, added all the details on. So I didn't completely sew it from scratch, but it's kind of also been made in its own kind of way. So Raisen is going to be kind of like that because I found two items that are going to work really well for the costume. It's just going to take a little bit of alteration. I'm going to have to um, like put a zipper in or add certain elements in, do some sewing alterations. 
So it's going to be kind of cool because I'm going to have one that I've made and then one that I've upcycled, which are kind of my two main ways of making. So, yeah, it sounds like they'll be, I mean, you know, depending on how things turn out, obviously, I'm Hopefully. sure <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. But, you know, it's good to have like an example of both things uh, being yeah. featured. So that'll be cool. Yeah, hopefully they'll go well. I'm going to start Kagero probably after the holidays. I got to buy some fabric for her still. So I've been kind of slacking there a little bit. <laughs> some material will be bought soon for her. Yeah, that'll... I I, I have difficulty sort of uh, envisioning what that's going to be like. Um, but uh, I'm sure that you'll do great. And you have a much better <laughs> idea of what that's going to be like. Yeah. So <laughs> Hopefully it turns out well. If yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. Then you'll see me in something else. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, hey, yeah, Kagura didn't work out. I'm in Turno. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, have you thought of any other characters that you might bring along aside from those two? Yeah, I might be bringing, I, since I'm going to be flying, I do have to kind of be mindful of space, I think, because, mm, yeah. you know, there's only so much you can bring on in the luggage. But I might bring like a couple characters that I already have made, like Yuka or Tay or like something that's kind of easy to pack. Mm -hmm. um, and I may change into it and I also will probably bring backups because you just never know like you're drinking a coffee and all of a sudden you spill it all over yourself right yeah. it happens so yeah it's it's good to have backups uh, with you for sure all right uh, and you know aside from you know cosplaying or streaming or any of that um, is there anything else that you're looking forward to at Toho Fest yeah, I'm really looking forward to just meeting a ton of people that I've known online for a long time and just getting to see all the cosplayers and all the artists. I mean, I got to see you guys there, too. It'll be just really cool to see everybody. And um, But I'm most excited for the cosplays, but I feel like I'm a little biased in that regard because <laughs> I just really, yeah. I really, really love seeing cosplays. But it'll be really cool. I mean, the Toho community is so full of different art forms, so it'll be kind of cool to have that all on, in one place. Yeah. You can meet people who are into the music and people who draw art. And you can also just meet people who also just enjoy all those things that you've spoken to for years. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to meet everyone. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, we're going to cut into a couple more songs here, seems like. We'll do something from... I You made some suggestions ahead of the show, and I'm taking advantage of that just because we didn't have a whole lot of new stuff to share this, uh, this show. So we've got something from Soundholic after that, something from Akatsuki Records. Uh, we'll cue those up here and be right back after this on Gensou Security Live number 123.
are still here on Gensoki Radio Live, number 123 with Lunar, DMJ, Nano, and Ponderful. We've got a whole list of games that we should probably get through because there are a lot of games to talk about. And this is actually a surprising number of games given that it's only been about a month. Yeah, yeah just about. All right. So... Um, the very first one we were going to get into is the one that interests DMJ the most, uh, Eerie 2. This is E-R-I-E 2. It's a, an acronym for something. It's an early access game, and when I say early access, we know how early access can vary depending on basically the discretion of the developer or whatever. This is really early access. Like, they've got some... Well, let's just explain a little bit about the game first. Uh, and I'll let DMJ do the honors because he seems excited about it. Okay, guys. Um, so I've talked about, like, I, I, pl I play a lot of tactical shooters, like a lot of like really deep, in-depth tactical shooters. Not so much Arma 3, but like Ready or Not, Ground Branch, uh, Squad. I've been playing World War 3 and a little bit of, I haven't played the new Battlefield, but I've been playing a lot of Battlefield 1 lately. Uh, Insurgency Sandstorm is another one. Uh, I, of course, everybody knows about my Airsoft obsession. That's another thing that has to make it over to this office. Um, but Eerie 2 is a tactical shooter set in modern day Gensokyo. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you right there. What the heck is modern day Gensokyo? Isn't the point of Gensokyo <laughs> to have the things that have been like forgotten about in the past? Maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia there, but what is modern day Gensokyo? What is How that? are you going to have a G36 in 1800s <laughs> Gensokyo? Let's, I'm head waving this away. I don't I, care. I am expecting Gensokyo to have like at, at the very peak of firearm technology like muskets or something like come on this is Gensokyo we're talking about look I was I actually like <laughs> I don't want to give away too much away but I'm still working on that uh, Toho Shadowrun campaign story because uh, a bunch of new stuff like a uh -huh. like I, I is, accidentally stumbled on a bunch of new stuff I'm sorry is that the accident. one that you said you would have done by last Christmas no, like all the rules are done. Uh, Literally, like the 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 backstory is what I'm working uh, on. It's okay. basically that. It's basically. I done. I was not aware that there were stipulations to that. All right, continue. No, it's it's basically done. It's just like there's some really cool backstory that I've just discovered. But the whole idea was like I had this part where you know maybe the characters can go to the moon, and then I found out like the lunar capital is also set in like what's considered i can't remember the exact term but it's like the same c that also means the words moscow and i accidentally wrote something about that already mm. and i was there was this whole backstory about russians funneling modern day weapons up to the lunarians <laughs> it was like this whole thing i see but modern day Gensokyo sounds so sick and this Eerie 2 is a tactical shooter in the same vein as Ready or Not and Ground Branch. Like those super highly detailed, like technical, like you are room clearing, pink, like pieing corners. Like I don't know about like how the health system works, but like like I, I I'm watching it and like you're you're seeing like really in-depth customization where you're throwing like scopes and like grips, many different like magazines and silencers, and you're playing as uh I guess Luna going in and capping fools. 
and it looks like super technical and there's like this weird like this weird like mad maxian style uh like bullet time is the word mm. i'm going to call it okay or not mad max what is it uh max pain that game where it's like got the bullet time and it's really neat and it's also this game kind of like i've talked about it on here so many times but back in the day i did write a horrendous ghost recon oh geez cross we were, fan we were talking about this before it's the show so, began it, it was so bad mm. but it reminds me of this like this game reminds me of ex- like what i was envisioning back in the day where it was just like like a modern conflict in Gensokyo. how does that work or uh like it's it looks really cool if you guys have not go look at it i will post a link right now in chat to this because i if you are a fan of shooters as much as i am you would like this game this is looks really neat and it's in english people that is not a given so yeah, Eerie 2, go check this out. It looks super sick. If you're a fan of like nerdy tactical shooters, go check it out. Alright. Fair enough. Uh let's see. You wanna take the next one? I have something I need to look at for just a bit. Yeah, or I got just it. Just uh, technical wise. So uh uh Sane Tomaden X2. I want to make sure I pronounce that right because I'm trying to break the Tomaden? Tomaden? I I guess. Tomaden. That's what I'm going to call it. Tomaden. Sure. Tomato. Hello, I'm Tomaden. I'm sorry. What game is this? This is a Mega Man X or Mega something or other. It's a Mega Man thing. I but said but now we're we're making it sound like it's Farmville or something. Planting no, no, no. planting Sanai tomatoes. I was I was making a riff on uh, cars. Oh, hello, I'm Toe uh, Maiden. Yeah, I'm yeah, Toe okay. Maiden. Uh huh. Got it. I, I yeah. Uh, it has but you it, it's 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 basically uh, just a Mega Man X style game set in toho it does say that it is metroidvania in some degree i don't know i have not played these games but it seems it seems pretty interesting uh it's it's a two of course a 2d roguelike kind of i get wait it says rogue it says rogue unlike stage yeah, um, and they that that not only appears several times in this description, but it appears in the descriptions of other games as well. So there's got to be some translator somewhere that's going haywire and thinking that rogue-like is rogue-lite. It, it, that, that's, that's the word, right? Or am I getting that wrong? I don't know. I don't know. This it, is... it does make you question reality a little bit. It, it does, especially <laughs> when it also says a, me- a mega... Toho X fan or a Mega X Toho fan game with no X again. There is just there is so it's a it's a game. Yeah, <laughs> it is a game. It's a game. Yeah, but it looks it looks like I mean it's definitely no Mega Mari, but it yeah. definitely looks like a Toho Mega Man game. So check that one out too. Uh, what is that one? That one is also early. No, that one's not. I'm looking at the wrong one. That one is seven ninety nine US. 
All right. Cool. Uh, please continue. I'm not done. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Okay. Toho, Dreamland of Infinity is another early access game. This one, uh, I actually have not pulled up uh, originally, but oh no, I did have this one. This one is a kind of like a tactical, to- like uh, kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics almost. Um, not really, but it's kind of like in that vein. Uh, and where it's, they got like this really this story where like your choices actually matter uh, in the long run. And I'm looking at like some of the gameplay footage. It actually looks like really good. It's got like this top down kind of uh, combat where you're also moving along, along the board. Uh, it's not like an, it doesn't look like how Final Fantasy was, but they, it looks pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> funny enough, uh, one of the one of the things is like uh, Dormy Sweet actually uh, brought a lot of the girls from into uh, from Gensokyo into like her dream world, and you just gotta fight. It's like semi real time, I guess. Uh, never really heard of semi real time strategy. I guess it's like you have to queue up stuff and then it just goes in order. Um, it's kind, it's also uh, got like a rogue element to it. So like you, once you're done, you have to start over from the beginning, which is really neat. Um, so a lot of the art looks really well done, like really well done for this game. Uh, looks really sick. I'm also gonna drop this in chat so people can check that one out. Uh, and that one there, again, early access, 20 bucks on Steam. Uh, check that one out. Now, we have a DLC here for another game. Uh, Udongang X? All right, uh, yeah, so it's DLC. It's um, character DLC, I think. So it's... Uh... I forget exactly, I'm assuming Reisen is the main, but uh, we have Say. Is, wait a minute. Say, is that just a backwards sort of. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm realizing things at the wrong time. What's the game about? <laughs> what? Oh, what the game is yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got. Um, okay, we, we got the DLC. Uh, say it on to. Oh, sorry. We've just. Yeah, the thing I was working on is taken care of, everything's good. Um, this is another Toho Mega Man game. Yeah, it's the DLC another... for it. All right. Yeah, it's the DLC for it. All right, I'm on board. All right. Now this is the one. I I don't I don't know. The, I don't know what this is. The one that's looks like it's intentionally misspelled Toho Remelia. Is that the one where? I can't, I can't tell if it's a meme. I All can't right. tell if it's real. All right. Uh, begin of Scarlet Family. What is this about? Play as a powerful vampire and make your family stronger by doing the work of your men? I'm No, so- hold up. Hold what, up. What's happening? Play- I'm, I'm going to the about game okay. section. This yeah, sounds yeah. wild. A- Play as a 100-year-old vampire at the beginning of the Big Bang to solve all the problems in the world and make yourself stronger. The- I'm seeing like grass and trees and things. This looks like a very established Earth-like world. What? What's... Hmm... How many trillions of years did we go into the future to 
Can we can we first just like let's talk about the paradox of you are at the Big Bang, the creation of the universe. How are you already a hundred years old? Uh, and also, don't worry about it. And technically, <laughs> isn't Romelia like four hundred and ninety something? So, like, the Big Bang was not like back in the seventeenth or sixteen hundreds. It's her origin story. Like, you know what's a cool like? What's really funny about this is like, there's a lot of these like. I, I see a lot of these like origin story of this Toho. And I always like thought like, oh, these are always gonna be like a meme kind of deal, right? And right. then somebody put out that Toho Doom with like the origin story of Sakuya, and I'm like, actually that's not bad, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they can't be done right. Uh-huh. That's but, uh, stuff like that's crazy when that actually happens. Uh okay. So but this is okay, I'm seeing people say basically the game has a lot of potential what kind of it's a 3d so okay there's like the premise behind the game of course but then it seems that it's a 3d world i see trees and immediately i'm thinking okay this is minecraft but romelia is now steve yeah it looks like it's like what hmm. i'm still trying to figure this out of what this game could be, I'm for the low, low price of two ninety nine, you too yeah, can well, find out what it's about. It, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> roll the dice. Uh, although, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get I mean, much that, more yeah, than that. You're, you're you're missing the the best part of the of the store page, and that is the third review posted. It says uh, reviews number three. The third point here: she's a cool vampire. I think I'll pick this game. Ten points. Steam friend. Steam friend. Yeah, look if you look under the uh, right underneath yeah, the yeah. buy, there's I, a. <laughs> I see it. Would you trust Steam Friend or QQ? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure either. Uh, the grind set's real, my boys, girls. <laughs> yeah. All Produce right. game, put it on Steam. Uh, let's. Can we move on with this? I don't know what this is yeah. about either. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fairy Card Rogue. Um, I didn't include a link for this, but I guess you can go find that. Uh, I'm gonna go yeah, find that paste. as well. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, I already found the other one, so I'm posting that one right now. Cool. So okay, I I started looking at this game before the show this evening, and like the first screenshot is like, okay, that seems that seems um, I don't uh, know familiar enough. It seems kind of like uh, actually now that I'm looking at this, it's Slay the Spire. This well, it's, it's, it's like not fire. it's not the same, but this photo in the background almost looks like the uh, the the gate at Akimiya, which I visited back in 2017. I couldn't tell you if it's the same or not. It's just that the the I don't know. Let's go back to the game. Um, the second screenshot kind of looks a little bit reminiscent of 100% orange juice, and then you get to the next one, the third screenshot, and you've got like three cards. I'm like, this is OJ. Is this? It's and then the fourth one, but like their health meters are like 60 and 20. It's not, like, doesn't 100% orange juice have something like, I don't know, you have like five hit points or something? Well, it's, uh, d uh, without reading into it, just on the screenshots, it's, uh, so Slate Aspire, you, you traverse a map and then each tile you go onto, um, I shouldn't say tile because the, the system of this one looks a little different, but the, uh, you either have like a shop or a challenge or some sort of event. Mm -hmm. And then you are you basically have a deck of cards that you draw from to do battle with your opponent. So uh, just looking at the the visuals, it looks like a, a Slate Aspire um, inspired system. 
Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I'm good to have you around, Nano. I'm still coming to terms with the fact that earlier this year I discovered I am, in fact, not an actual gamer. I, I thought I thought I was familiar with these things. I thought it was, you know, hip with the crowd or whatever the kids say these days. <laughs> okay, I'm not not gonna go like that if, route, but... if your intestines aren't glued of Mountain Dew <laughs> yeah. at least a ten percent ratio. Hey, then... I've got I've got an unopened here. This this that's Mountain listen, Dew right there. I put listen, if my if they look at my fingerprints, they're probably going to find some ancient Cheeto dust somewhere yeah. in there. <laughs> All right. You know that the, the Doritos and the Mountain Dew you can no, see I, never leave the system. They don't. And neither does the granola. <laughs> hey. You am I wrong? Shh. Moving on, we've got Toho Fading Illusion. This now, is an, this, this is another early access game. But it actually looks like it's a um it is a visual novel also tagged as detective, so interesting but the art for it looks amazing yeah as as far as these things go the artwork is like yep and it's free to play and it's free to play but like man this looks really cool and the the art of like you looking into yukari's eye that looks really cool Hmm. in the trailer like when you get to the very end of the trailer they show that and it's sweet it yeah there's like detail is kind of like i don't know it's here's the thing with with fan games and we've said this many times before but like they're the the quantity is one thing like we have so many games on steam that appear pretty much every month these days but every now and then there's something where like okay the quality of this is a cut above it's not another it's not another curtain fire game it's not another um you know game that used our our uh, was it rpg maker to to am i getting that right role playing game yeah rpg yep. maker i I'm not a gamer. I'm so sorry, uh, but uh, yeah. And then you get stuff like this. Now I, I I get it. It's 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 just a visual novel. It's not like a 3D game. It's not super complex. But like, there's a story here, and sometimes stories can be really you know detailed, gripping. People can really get into it. It kind of depends. Also, keep in mind that this is an early access game, which to me tells me that perhaps the either the story is incomplete or maybe there's like some art assets or something that aren't complete. I think they say I right here it ah. says eight unique chapters that show events from different perspectives and complement the story currently you can read the prologue cool so, okay yeah the other thing with early access games is um, most of the early access game like flavor text that we've passed by this evening uh, much of it has been in Chinese so like I, I just don't know um, and a lot of times it's very simple it's like well wanted to get player feedback and stuff they actually have like detailed listed reasons and like you know what's the current state of the game will it be priced differently uh later on and stuff like that so as far as this goes as far as i can tell you know if you're just looking to spend some time uh, i mean effectively reading something that's what visual novels are uh then here's an option and it's on steam and it's free so Cool. Uh, I'm just going to go off on a limb. Somebody here in chat says, not a gamer, but Toho is a game series. That's where you're wrong. Toho's anime people. But excuse me. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't just know. Being, just, being a, just being one of those people. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold up. So, something interesting, though. Hmm. 
for nerds like me who yeah. have a Steam Deck, uh, this game does have a Linux compatible version. Okay, cool. I think was it one of these games? Or maybe it was a game. It was yeah, it was some other game. Uh, was ver was it like Steam Deck verified or something? Like that's that's a tag that you'll yeah, see. Yeah, one of them. One of them was. I can't remember what. Yeah. It was from a couple like couple like shows back but one of them okay. was straight up and that's kind like, of had steam deck verified in love thing. yeah and that's kind of that's kind of rare to find it might have actually been the uh was it under other notable game releases we've got um 17.5 if you check the link there uh, uh-huh. Oh, that's that's to a different um, article. Uh, there, yeah, there was definitely a Toho game. I don't remember if it was a fan game or one of the official ones. I'm currently, I'm currently actually going on here. Toto, Toho Luna Nights. Well, I mean, yeah, but that one's been around for much longer. Hold on, I'm trying to find the the one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So fun fact. Okay, I'm actually going to post this so everybody can see this. If you have a Steam Deck or a Linux thing, go check that out. A lot of the official games are platinum or gold rated. Um, yeah, it it actually is crazy, like how many are platinum and gold rated, and everything with a check mark is Steam Deck verified. So Toho Mistias Isakaya is Steam Deck verified. Toho Hero of Ice Fairy Prologue, this is the one, Steam Deck verified. Uh, everything else is oh, uh, Genso Wanderer Reloaded. Yeah, well, that's that's Verified. another. Isn't that an, another licensed title? Where maybe it just looks like it is. I don't know. Yeah, it looks I feel like, like it is. I, I feel like that was one of the ones that was available on a game console platform like Switch or something. I'm just trying to recall. How does Proton compare to Wine? Proton, okay, Proton is wine, but it's a different. F- flavor of wine it's got some special sauce on the background it's a a different flavor of wine he says ah yeah it's a different flavor of wine it's it it is a compatibility layer that does such a good job at what it does like i can get gta 5 running flawlessly on linux no question no fuss nothing just plug and play i maybe got to go into the settings a little bit and turn off like v-sync to keep the to keep the map from being weird mm-hmm. that's it it's so nice like i'm using my steam deck daily for everything like i don't have a smart tv and i turned one of my tvs into a smart tv using a keyboard yeah cool hey i we're kind of at the tail end of this thing but mm-hmm. i did have one question and maybe ponderful could help out with this a little bit uh, mm. i noticed that recently you were trying out a game called fumo racing Oh yes. <laughs> so I was I was very this is, like curious what this is. This is actually not something we've talked about yet on this program. Um, mm. Would you mind enlightening us a little bit? Uh, and I know you've you've tried out, um, you know, some some of the tracks, some of the characters. What what is it? What, what's it like? How's it play? Like, just tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, it's a fumo like. I guess kart racing game, um, and it's free. Um, yeah, well, free, but you can also pay as much as you want because sure. it's on the Titch. I think that's how you pronounce that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really fun. You've got like tons of different characters to choose from. There's a bunch of different carts. I think there's about three tracks. 
and there's music in the game. It's all run really well. And yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty, pretty fun. It was fun to mess around with. Um, I am currently looking at this. <laughs> and I it's really fun. Need this in my life. Fubo racing. This I don't. Is- I don't know if it has online or anything because I didn't look that far into it while I was streaming, but that could also be a lot of fun to play with your friends, maybe. Okay, here we go. Uh, Play alone against AI-controlled racers or up to four friends on split screen. Split screen, okay. Um, You can also have up to 100 FUMOs in the race. Holy little. It gets a little... uh, Like, I tried it a couple times, and it is absolutely amazing. There's just (laughs) so much... Hold up, four... A game like this to have ray tracing. It what? It hmm. Interesting. This is wild, dude. What is this made on like Unreal? Is this I don't Unreal? know, it looks it looks really good though. I actually uh I streamed it yesterday, I think. So if you want to take a look at the VOD, you can see how it plays a bit. But I mean, it's also free to play, so it it probably doesn't take very long to download. So there's not only carts, but there's shopping carts. Yeah, shopping carts, bikes. There's a Roomba. Um, yeah, okay. I I was tuning in just sort of like I had it in a separate window off to the side and I heard <laughs> Roomba. And I was trying to imagine, I'm like, is this literally a vacuum cleaner just like, you know, buzzing around a racetrack in a <laughs> Mario Kart style game? Hold up. This game actually has the same mechanics as like like for like when you're popping a wheelie on the motorcycle it has like this mechanic of like when you used to do a manual in tony hawk's pro skater and i'm totally down for this oh my the i'm watching the video for this a hundred fumo race looks like chaos yeah it's, it's amazing <laughs> well this but yeah i definitely think it's worth a play if you'd like to try I'm downloading it this. I'm, I'm i will try this yeah i am uh, downloading this please if if there if hey guy who's making game if you are listening to Gensokyo Radio which I am not assuming that you do but I'm pretty sure somebody who knows them is please somehow work out a multiplayer backend for we can have fully player controlled 100 fumo races oh my gosh I do I do know the dev a little bit they uh, messaged me yesterday so I can pass along that yeah, we talked I, about oh it oh boy I need, I need <laughs> this I need this to have like some sort of like online capability for a hundred like battle royale races never ending last person standing race <laughs> battle royale how it's okay like i know mario kart had a battle mode where you had like the three balloons behind your cart or whatever i forgot about that <laughs> having what having more than four or like even eight players in that style of game would be just pure chaos but that's like the best way to like there's play. I mean it would boil like, just imagine it. There'd be like there'd be no skill to it aside from like the only winning move is not to play. Go find a corner where like I don't know, you're less likely to get hit for the for, for the first 90 seconds. Let me uh, let me bring up the classic Sonic <laughs> RoboCart Blast 2. Oh no. Which oh no. Does feature that game mode and online play for uh, right. 16. I remember that. It it's, exists. It's very it's very like retro feeling, very pixel art game. Uh take a look here. Still fun though. To see a update right. I I just I'm glad that I confirmed that that Roombas are in fact referring to 
just Roombas. little circular vacuum cleaners buzzing around. That's that's that. Yeah, they're uh, like a, th- a thing in the Fumo community. I think I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think well, I think I pitched the idea of like combat Fumos, where you just put Fumos on a Roomba with a knife and just see who comes out oh, on top. Okay, horrible. <laughs> you, you, you say that, but here's the deal: the the reason that's a thing is that it's so easy to just put a Fumo on a Roomba or other you know similar vacuum cleaner while it's doing its thing. Um, in fact, if I remember this coming week, I will post a short video of that very thing because I have all the pieces. People are posting already. <laughs> it's already in chat. It's, <laughs> already in chat. <laughs> El transporte. All right. But why this is, is so wonderful? But why is it in it? Is that is that true? Is that Cherno like? Oh, yeah, okay. It's like a. It's got motors on the inside to make it wave its arms. I've never seen anything like that. that that's that's pretty neat. Um, one thing we didn't talk about yet, well, I, we gotta wrap up, but uh, I guess the last thing since we're on the topic, um, not only have you done like cosplay stuff, obviously, and sewing, but with that experience, you've worked on some Fuma related things? Uh, yeah, at, at least I made a that I've seen. Customs. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, what kind of like? What's going on there? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Uh, the first custom I worked on, I wanted to make a doll to have with my medicine cosplay because she has like a doll, right? Uh, okay. And I was like, what can I do for this? And I thought it'd be kind of funny to use a fumo because sure. you know I don't know because they're funny. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, but uh, so I decided to buy a. I think I bought a bootleg Marisa because I didn't want to buy a real one because to like. Because okay. I could completely ruin it, right? And well, didn't want to. Yeah, for for the intended, that. That, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I made that was my first ever um, custom job, and it actually was quite hard because sewing on like a like on my body is one thing, but sewing on like a teeny teeny tiny little body is like completely different. Mm-hmm. I think I had to hand stitch most of it because I'm like, oh, I don't even know if this is gonna like fit in my sewing machine <laughs> right because <laughs> yeah. it's so small um after i did that one i did an oku and that one was a little bit more um adventurous because there was multiple elements but yeah it's just a fun little side thing i like to do um it's also a really good use of scrap fabric because i end up with a ton of scraps from cosplay stuff and a lot of it is too small to use on costumes because it's like cuttings but for fumos it's like the perfect size because you know it's so much smaller so it's a good way for me to recycle some old material so it doesn't end up in the trash. Yeah, that's that's a that's a really cool use to or a really cool way to reuse something. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, like I said, uh, we need to look at wrapping up here. Uh, just a couple of brief reminders before we close out for the evening. Uh, I do want to remind folks that uh, we relatively recently moved our merch over to a new uh, dedicated website. It's over at Store. You can go find our stuff over there, as well as some limited music. We will probably have more available next month, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we also have Indigo still available and you can find more information about that on our website or on Discord. Um, yeah, high quality streaming for a really reasonable price. Anyway, it's gonna get that out there. Um, if you missed out most of this show or wanna re-listen to part of it or whatever the case may be there, you can uh, do so. It's gonna be available as a podcast about a week from today. So that's gonna be, if I look at my calendar real quick, going to be sometime around yeah um the 24th 25th so right around christmas 
um, that's when it'll be posted. We'll also have our most recent meetup episode posted probably uh, this Monday, so just a couple days from tonight. And then beyond that, we're, we're on Discord, of course. We're partnered on Discord at discord.gg slash Gensokyo. And enough about us. Wonderful, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Where can people find you beyond uh, here? Yeah, uh, Ponderful with four L's, so many L's. Yes. Um, yes. On Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch. I usually am live on Twitch five days a week. Um, and I play a variety of stuff. So if you want to see my cosplays or watch my streams, feel free to do so. And uh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here with us. It's, uh, it's always, I, like I said before, it's always really cool to learn about something new, something that's definitely outside of my wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> I, I have... Uh, not everyone knows this, but I have uh, been in cosplay exactly one time, one part of one day at one convention, and none of the staff team here has seen that. Uh, oh, wow. And it, it was like, yep. And uh, I had people guess what I was trying to port, like what character I was trying to be. Nobody has gotten it right. And I don't feel like uh, telling people what that, there's like one photo floating around there somewhere out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it be what it be. I'm just gonna let that <laughs> be a fact that you now know. Uh, right, it's just a fact. That's okay. just a thing that you know now. Cool. Uh, I mean, I'm done it. I've I, done it only once. I, I still, I still have the wig somewhere. I don't think I consider it cosplay because I literally just like, eh, let me just put on all my airsoft stuff and go. Hey, all all forms of cosplay are valid. What's important is you have fun. Yeah, I did have fun. Yeah. It was fun to, to I have the the, the the wonderful video of me running around with the the umbrella. Yeah, and I'm I'm also I'm not talking about the Splatoon Squid Kid thing. There's a video. I know of that out I know there. about that one. Yeah. I know about that DMJ one. DMJ knows that about was... that one. Cause like like as soon as I said none of the staff know about it, that ruled that out right away. Yeah. <laughs> I knew about that one and I was just But like... but here's the thing, like just on the, the note of cosplay, when I was that character that I'm not gonna <laughs> confirm or deny yeah uh it was like i was incognito i was a different person it was like i don't think anyone's going to recognize me and it was just such a such a unique phenomenon when, when that was happening yeah so, you're like undercover yeah in your own area yeah all right uh once again thank you so much for joining us uh we will be back next year this is the last live show of 2022 so we'll be back with another live show 124 sometime it's not going to be obviously we don't have the date yet but i do have another guest uh sort of lined up we haven't completely confirmed that but i've already talked to someone about it and i think last i talked to them we said january so let's uh it'll be a musical type guest hopefully we can get them on and uh it's gonna do it for tonight so for DMJ, Nano, and I'm Lunar, and Ponderful here as well. Again, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we will talk to you next time. Till then. Have a good one.